Good evening, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Faithful Dogs podcast. I am Tyler Johnson. I am joined by Zach DeFranco and Jack Robinson. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this Wednesday evening? Oh, man. I'm doing great, man. The Cavs are playing. Yeah, that's that's, that's a bright side. You know, I got them on TV right here. That's true. Dude, <laughs> dude I don't know. I, I have – I try to stay optimistic. I try to – you know, I think this is the first year in a while where I picked the Browns to lose twice in our predictions. I usually am that Homer. Jack, have you even <laughs> predicted them to lose once? Nope. <clears throat> Jack's carrying the torch for me this year, but I'm trying then. I'm trying my best. Oh man. It's, it's tough. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But the good news is we do have the Cavs. We do have Ohio State. That's at least some silver lining as far as rooting for Ohio teams. But before we get to this episode of the Faithful Dogs podcast, we do want to take a second to have our work to have a word from our partner, Underdog Fantasy. What's up, everybody? We know that we know that daily fantasy never stops, and Network Two One Six is proud to be a partner with Underdog Fantasy. Very simple to use. All you have to do is go to underdog, go to underdogfantasy.com and you will just click the sign in button. You'll create an account if you haven't done so already. If you've not created an account, it'll ask you to enter a code. Enter code 216 and they will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy live draft lobbies that you get to compete with you and your friends. It's no salary cap like DraftKings and FanDuel. You get to go to a draft lobby, pick the players you want, or you can do daily pickums, which give you access to all the NFL and NBA games for you to make your picks every single night. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com or use the Underdog Fantasy app on iOS or Android. Use code 216 to double your first deposit up to $100. Sign up today. And guys, it was a tough tough week uh, for the Browns. There's no doubt. But they lost a close game to the Baltimore Ravens, 23-20. to 20. Before we get into some of the stats, what were just some of your takeaways from this game? If it ain't uh, one thing, it's another. That's, that's how <laughs> I feel, dude. That's how I seriously feel. If it's not one thing, it's another. You got Jacoby not throwing the ball over 30 times, throws for 258 yards. And then you got fans complaining that we didn't run Chubb enough. We didn't run 20 times. So, of course, we're going to lose because stats show that, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I am honestly kind of sick and tired of <clears throat> the fans that want to run Nick Chubb into the ground this season. Like, yeah, yeah, I want him to win the rushing title too. I've been saying that since season, before the season even started. But, dude, like, it, we're 2-5 and five now, guys. We're two and five. Are we, are we really just going to make this dude carry the team on his back for four more weeks until we can have an all around offense that's scary to defenses? Like, what do these fans expect? Do you run the ball 40 times a game with Nick Chubb? Because yeah. pretty soon, I'm sorry, they really pretty do. Soon, pretty soon, tw- number 27 is not going to be on your roster anymore, if you want my honest opinion. So, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's this season's just been a headache to me. It really has. Yeah, I mean, the only takeaway that I have is that um, the defense didn't look too bad. I'll give them a little credit. They looked okay. They weren't fantastic, but, I mean, 
at the same time, we lost another game where the quarterback completed less than 10 passes. And that just, it's just, how is it possible that we can keep, that, that we've lost two games where the stats look like a game from the 1940s? Like, I mean, it's insane to me. Like, Marcus Mariota completed, like, what, seven passes? Lamar completed nine. Uh, it's just, it, it's awful. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even want to get into, like, the weft thing, because that's just a completely opposite thing that we you have no control over that. So that I'm not even going to, I don't even want to talk never about put it, the game. Never put the game in the ref's hands. Yeah, you should never put the game in the ref's hands. It, honestly, I, it's just really hard every week to come in and have a chance to win every single week. But never come out on top of it. I mean, we've we've lost all of our games except for the Patriots game by a combined like what, 10, 11, 12 points. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard being that close and never getting just like the chance to really, you know, s- snag victory from the claws of defeat. We always seem to just get right there and then just fall short. And it's it's hard to watch every week. It's been really hard. It is, and Josh, we really appreciate that, man. We're glad you're one of your one of your favorite YouTube shows. And that reminds me, if you are watching on YouTube and not subscribed to the channel, it just takes one second to do. You click that subscribe button. You can subscribe for free, and you are entered into exclusive giveaways that we only have available on the YouTube channel. But also, please drop a like on the video. That way, we can reach an audience that isn't just Cleveland, Ohio. So we really appreciate anyone that's tuned into YouTube tonight. But Zach, I'm with you on the whole Nick Chubb thing. I- I'm actually getting kind of irritated because I I get it. it. Are there times we could probably run him at different times more in the game? Yes. Absolutely. But what you're doing, Nick Chubb or is close to leading the NFL in fourth quarter carries. You're giving mm-hmm. him the ball when it matters. Like you have you're giving Kareem Hunt touches too, but the reality is you can't run Nick Chubb 40 times. Nick Chubb fact that he is the player that he is right now in the NFL after that horrific knee injury that he had at Georgia is truly a miracle. It, mm. it is given what he dealt with. And I get that was a long time ago, but there's no reason to run him into the ground. There, 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 there isn't. I, he's a great player. I'm sure he wants the ball a lot, but this isn't a Tennessee Titans situation. We don't have Derrick Henry where the offense is built to give him the ball 40 times. It's just, mm. it's not. You're right now you're missing Wyatt Teller. And that's a huge loss. And I also think that's a reason why maybe we're not running it as much anymore is we don't have Wyatt Teller. And that's a huge loss for the offense. But I'm with you. I'm sick of complaining that we're not giving Nick Chubb the ball enough because the reality is you need a quarterback that can make plays and keep a defense honest. You need that. Stefanski doesn't have it right now. That's where we're at, bottom line. So it's it, yeah. it's, fr- it's really frustrating to say the least. I'm right there with you because I think – I think it's really ridiculous that we're really getting pissed off at Kevin Stefanski because he won't give it to Nick Chubb 40 times a game. I guess some fans are asking just for more carries, you know, in, in, you know, different situations, like you said, and like random cardboard down here who's becoming a, you know, true viewer. Love the name, show, by so, the way. And I appreciate you tuning in every Wednesday as well. But he, he said right here, like he doesn't need more. He should be on the field late in the game on third down. Listen, and I understand we, I can't really make this example out of last week. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunter, third down back. And that's how it's always been since he's been in Cleveland. He's your third exactly. down back. So that that kind of stuff I understand. But my issue with Kevin Stefanski when it comes to Nick Chubb is the fact that he doesn't want to utilize them on the field 
together more with Kareem Hunt. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're one of the you're one of these great offensive minds in the NFL, but yet you don't want to find ways to utilize them both on the field at the same time. That's just a question mark to me. When you need weapons on your field at all times, too, especially with Jacoby, like that that's something that I, it's made me scratch my head for the last few years with Stefanski is they just haven't found ways to get them both on the field in the same time and make plays together. Like, I just don't understand that. The whole switching drive thing, I understand completely. That that keeps defenses tired, especially when you're when you're winning. Like the recipe has been with Stefanski's offense and running the ball, and mm-hmm. they Chubb gets a break, and now here comes Kareem Hunt to run down the run the ball even more down your guys. You know, like that stuff I understand, but the fact that you can't get them on the field at the same time and utilize them together, like how, why, like. I don't know. Recently, it's because we. I think the writing's on the wall. Fans that understand the business of football, Cream Hunt's not going to be utilized the last few weeks, and I think every fan knows why. He's mm-hmm. he's on the trade block. He's on the trade block. He's he's probably going to be gone. You probably get like a fourth or fifth round pick for him. And I hope Jerome Ford's ready because we haven't seen anything of him since preseason. Yeah, I I, I think with Cream Hunt, like you said, the writing is on the wall. I tweeted this morning. I said. I believe Kareem Hunt played his last game as a Cleveland Brown. I think if he is here by Monday night, you might see a scenario where he might be a healthy scratch. He, mm-hmm. If he is truly available, he will not play Monday night. He just he won't. They're not going to risk him getting injured, and then they're stuck with him, and then they'll end up getting nothing for him. Going back to Jerome Ford, I believe he's still on IR. I think that's the only reason why he we haven't seen him since like week two or whatever it might be. But – the real, I, I do kind of agree. I don't understand why Kevin Stefanski doesn't use these two more together. I don't know if it's taking another blocker off the field. And I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to become too predictable. I, I don't know because it doesn't make sense to me. I do also believe that you have to be able to throw the football because what yeah. you're seeing these last couple weeks is teams are just stacking the box. And Jacoby Brissett, I know he's giving all of the effort, doing all he can, because I really believe he is, and I think he's playing as well as he can. It's rough. It's kind of getting rough. But like, dude, it's start- to, to that point, Tyler, about, oh, you can't run the ball because they're stacking the box, I just don't agree with that kind of, like, mindset. Because look what the Bears just did to the Patriots on primetime. They have a mobile quarterback, which helps, though. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. But I'm just saying, you can still run the ball even though they stack the box. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And no, you what, what, you can run. I'm just saying, like, if what if you've Deshaun Watson, this offense looks different, and they're running Watson, I believe, on design quarterback runs. But when you can't do that with Brissett, it really hinders your offense because Jacoby Brissett is just not mobile. And the fact that you're averaging this may might have been one of his better games like the way he was averaging throws 9.6 yards a pass in some games, it's been way less than that. So it's hard, man. Like I'm, I can't say this, like, and I'm not saying it's going to change everything and immediately, like we're going to be a fantastic team. You can't get four back soon enough. You can't because right yeah. now this offense is kind of, it, it's hard to watch and I have to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because it hurts my heart just knowing that he's going to be out for multiple weeks. Talk about the absence now of tight end David Njoku, who came in as like the second highest tight end, scheduled to miss two to five weeks with a high ankle sprain. Jack, talk about this loss for the Browns, man. 
This is really bad. Like losing losing David, especially right now, is probably the worst thing you could have asked for. It's obviously not as bad as losing Nick Chubb or but I mean this guy is your second option. He's your one of your best blocking tight ends. He's out there on almost every play. Uh and he's our second best receiver. So having him not out there for two to five weeks is gonna be really rough. Now now that does mean that he will probably be back by the time Deshaun comes back. So mm-hmm. at least the timing on that works. But not having him for the upcoming gauntlet of games is going to really be tough because that means that you're going to have to hope that guys like DPJ, who has been showing flashes, he's been really con- pretty consistent the last couple of weeks, uh, that he's going to need to step up way more. Maybe Pharaoh Brown needs to become a more, you know, a bigger target, which he's, he's been getting a pretty decent amount of targets the last couple of weeks since we was, since we got him off of, uh, off of, I forget, I think Houston's practice squad. Um, mm. And just that maybe they're going to have to start looking at David Bell. Maybe they're going to have to start maybe putting some, like just someone else out there at that uh, as a receiver, because who else, who else do we really have? That's, that's, has his cat his pass catching ability and can get yards after catch and can really just be a, a reliable receiver. I mean, the guy has just been an absolute force in the in the middle of the field, and without him, it's going to be hard to figure out who's really going to be the second guy behind Amari Cooper in the pass game. Yeah, and I mean, like DPJ is definitely stepping up, and he's your deep threat. Really, he is kind of molding into that deep threat role but you don't really have a wide receiver two, you know, like DPJ yeah. is like solid wide receiver three deep threat type of guy, like kind of how like Gabe Davis kind of formed in Buffalo. Like, but like now Harrison Bryant needs to step up. Now David Bell, like, can you get more than one reception a game? Can you get more than two targets a game? Like we, we haven't seen it. Like we haven't seen this cream hunt might be gone. He's not going to be available in the passing game probably soon. It's slim pickings dude on offense. And for a, quarterback like Jacoby that's not easy and you could tell David Njoku was like his safety target you know like it's going to be very tough without David Njoku and man it just sucks coming off of a career year for him too like he got that money and he proved he was worth that money and to have it kind of happen like this in the middle of the year when obviously he can be a difference maker on offense it's it truly just sucks for him like as a player and you kind of feel for him as a fan Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what I was afraid of, and I've been clamoring for pretty much. Ansley, I'm right there with you. I I had David <laughs> and Joku. I have David and Joku and Darren Waller. Waller's been kind of. Oh, a I have Waller, been, dude. Yeah, I, I've been starting Joku every week. I'm six and one, and Joku getting hurt. I picked up Greg Dulcich, thankfully. So we'll see how that goes. But going back to David and Joku, guys, this is what I've been afraid of the whole time. You lose Amari Cooper, you lose David and Joku. I mean, yeah, it's next man up, but this is why I've been clamoring on Twitter. I I still want us to trade for a receiver. Brandon Cooks is said to be available. I'd go get him tomorrow. I'd go get him now, actually. Elijah, Elijah Moore. There's there's a there's a few names there's out there. There's significant you can go get. assets I would give up for a Jerry Judy. An Elijah Moore. I, I would do it. And yes, people say we don't have picks. You're not going to find somebody in the draft that's better than those guys right now. And you don't have love DPJ. I do. I think he stepped up when his when his name's been called, when his number's been called. But Jack Duffin pointed out a fact. At the next year, at, at the end of next year, DPJ is going to be a free agent. So either way, the Browns are drafting somebody this year. 
because they got it. You have Amari Cooper. You're going to, ha- you got to bring somebody else in. And right now you're losing in Joku. That's a huge loss. And Harrison Bryant, come on down. It's your time. Like you were a Mackey award winner, the best tight end in the country at Fort Atlantic when we drafted you really hasn't gotten an opportunity. And I don't think that's his fault. It's just the way the pecking order has gone. This is his opportunity to shine because we need somebody to step up right now. Yeah. It's it's absolutely. not a, it's a, not a good situation, man. It's Yeah, it's I mean I, I I 100% agree. Like I know a lot of people are looking and saying that that oh, well we can use we we we, we don't need like a player right now. We need a, we need picks because, you know, a lot, a lot of people are writing off this year already. Mm-hmm. Um and and the simple fact is is that even if you know, we, we end up losing a pick to, to, to pick up someone of Brandon Cook's caliber. Brandon Cook's is a, is a really good receiver. Like having a guy like that on your team being, and he's under contract. And I know that obviously we we're already kind of having the whole issue with where we're running up against the cap, but they can make it work. And that's the kind of guy that you would want to have taking up a bit of your cap is a guy who your quarterback is comfortable with. He's a really good like professional, really good guy who can who you can absolutely rely on in the past game, and just in sh- like for sure talent on your team. You don't have to rely on someone coming out of the draft and immediately making an impact. You have a guy. That's why a lot of these good teams don't have draft picks because they go and get good players, and then they don't have to worry about drafting and developing these guys and having them be good three two, three years down the line. You want to trade your assets and get guys that are have proven it in the league. And that's what Brandon Cooks is. And I know a lot of people might be hesitant to do that just because of what that implies and what like what how that kind of limits us going forward with maybe some other contracts or something like that. But when you have the team as it's currently constructed, you need talent at the wide receiver position. And right now mm-hmm. we only have one guy that's a true like wide receiver one in Amari Cooper and your tight end uh, your tight end one is hurt, and now you need a for sure tight end to, or wide receiver two, which we don't know if DBJ is that for the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jack, you're with Donovan Peoples Jones. You're gonna he's gonna either have to step up and be that wide receiver two that can command targets, get big yards, touchdowns, or the Browns are probably gonna let him walk. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like in the future. And we have people act like we don't have picks because of Watson. We still have eight picks. A second, a third, two fourths, two yeah, fifths, just, a sixth. We just and a don't seven. have a first round pick, and that's all people yeah. really care about that watch the draft. They just want to watch the first night of the draft, and then okay, exactly, yeah. exactly. And okay. and the reality is, you can go out and get a guy like a Cooks for probably a day three pick, especially mm-hmm. given the contract he's on. So I would go out and do it tomorrow. I mean, I get people like say we need a D tackle, and we do. Andrew Barry, in my opinion, is more likely to give up a significant asset. One, it's got to be a guy under multiple years to control, but I think he, he proved in the offseason he needs a number two next to Amari Cooper. Tried to get A.J. Brown, didn't work. Tried to get Robert Woods, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get that guy, Brandon Cooks would uh, would seamlessly fit with this team. Yeah. You've already played with Watson. To me, it just makes too much sense. And, and another guy that I brought up who would be even cheaper, you could probably get him for a six-round pick. Look at K.J. Hamler from Denver. I, that's where I'd look. Dude's 23 years old, battled some injuries. He's exactly what you wanted Anthony Schwartz to become, is, is what KJ Hamler basically is. And Denver mm-hmm. is trading him. He's. It sounds like he will be traded. So, yeah, I don't think he likes. I don't think he likes Russ's high knees on a plane. 
I don't think he likes that. A lot that, of people dude. don't. But hey, let's Corny, ride. man. Let's ride. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, dude. Going, but also the Browns suffered, and it is, and it is a big loss. The Browns suffered another big loss this weekend, and that is linebacker Jacob Phillips, who has now been placed on IR with torn tricep muscle that looks like he will need surgery on. He'll be out for the season. We're all tricep or pec. I think it was pectoral. Dude, I think it's pectoral. Jeez. I mean, yeah, I mean, I it could triceps. it could be both. Either way, I mean, he. I think this is the second time he's done that. But Jeez. overall, talk about this loss. I mean, of course he wasn't playing that well, but that's more depth now that you lose at the linebacker position. That you don't have. Yeah. Like Deion, like, well, this Deion Jones trade looks even smarter now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm completely opposite, but I'm waiting to see Davison play too. Mm-hmm. Like – yeah, but no, that that's tough. And like, I mean, yeah, he hasn't been playing good, but you never want to see anyone go down, dude. Like, that's why I hate when exactly. I go on Twitter if we're playing a team and a player goes down, and you know, you see those kind of tweets, the keyboard warriors and stuff like that. Like, they're yeah. awful, dude. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff, man. This this is someone's career, dude. That you know, so like, yeah, it's been a bad year, but it's been a bad year all around. He Jacob Phillips just needs to study the playbook this offseason. Hopefully, he can come back strong. But definitely, definitely feel bad for him, but. Yeah, that that I think that Jones trade like obviously it, it was gonna happen regardless, dude. Like he mm-hmm. he was he was gonna be that Phillips replacement, that new green dot on defense. So now it speeds up the process for sure. Let's put it that way because they were kind of splitting reps pretty pretty fairly against Baltimore. So yeah, yeah, they were. Jack, what are your overall thoughts on uh, the loss of Jacob Phillips? Uh, I mean, he had actually had like a couple of decent plays. Um, it definitely sucks just because like we, that's the, one of our positions where we're just so weak and we have like almost no depth and proven talent at that position other than like maybe JOK. And a lot of our guys have just kind of been question marks. So losing another guy is just, it sucks. Cause that room has just been absolutely decimated with injuries. So losing more of them is just, it's never a good thing. Even, even though I think a lot of us have been super critical of Jacob Phillips, like it's never good to see a guy go down like. Yeah, it's it's just it's not an overall good situation. Definitely hope he is able to recover to full strength. Because, like I said, I'm pretty. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's the second time that's happened to him. So, hope he hope he can get back as soon as possible. Yeah. It's it's a major loss at the linebacker position. You have Jok, who we really haven't talked. He hasn't done much. He's been really good on special teams. I'll say that. Um, Deion Jones. Sioni Takitaki and Jordan um, Kunizensky. That's about all you have at linebacker. So, uh, yeah, looks great for the defense. Looks awesome. Where's uh, where's uh, Chase Winovich? When's he coming back? When's he when is really he coming Chase back? Winovich. Is he ever coming back? Dude, I think, I think he's on. I think he's been playing. Yeah, actually. Well, let me well, see. I haven't seen him. I haven't no, seen him. I think I think he's still on IR. He's on IR, correct? Yeah, so he hasn't even played to this point. But I mean, he, he traded Mac Wilson for him. That that shows that. <laughs> this is true. It's true. So I mean, from this game, from this from this Baltimore Baltimore Cleveland game, what just in general, were you surprised at the fact that 
Baltimore threw the ball. Lamar Jackson had nine completions. And a stat that's amazing to me, still amazing to me, and I can't believe this actually happened. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Have a single catch or a single yard in this game. Not he ran yards. the ball. He, he ran the ball. Yards. He had four yep. yards, four rushing yards. I, I, meant receiving, <laughs> I meant receive. I should have said receiving yards. Receiving <laughs> yards, he had none whatsoever. Yeah, which he got is me crazy. Point, I, he got me point four fantasy points in our in our uh, network league. I would not have go. believed that. I, if you had told yeah. me that before the game, I would not have believed you because that is that is impressive <laughs> that somehow they were able to keep Mark Andrews to four rushing yards. Uh, well, when normally he's the guy who blows us up but yeah. i mean that passing game for the most part was pretty maintained outside of like maybe a couple of deep passes that's what i'm saying this team every team that faces us they look at our defense and they said oh we're just gonna run the ball and they can try and to they stop should. us yeah they can try and stop us but they won't and that's just how it's gonna be and that's how it's been for the last like four weeks it really has yeah. been it started with atlanta and now I mean, it was definitely before Atlanta, but I mean, we were winning, so you didn't, you don't really notice. Oh, they're just running the ball on us. But no, started with Atlanta. Chargers didn't even have to use Herbert on us; just give the ball to Eckler. Game's over. Like, dude, it's just, it's just tough. It's tough to watch. I want to go get another defensive tackle so bad. Like, I know we need, uh, we need a lot, but we you need a wide receiver and you need a defensive tackle right now. Like right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and hope I I have, I have a feeling something's gonna be done at the trade deadline. Either way, we'll be shipping guys out at the very least. I believe one of those guys that needs shipped out of here. I, I'm I'm done with John Johnson. You're done. This, this is a, I, I'm done. Like there, dude. That play where he has showed no effort, and I've seen it multiple. T- I if I was a coach, this guy wouldn't see the field. I don't care how much I paid. This guy would not see the football field. And Makes Joe Woods. Joe Woods needs to have the balls to bench him. He has to. This is ridiculous. No, I know he He won't. won't. Uh, He won't. But I'm saying, Anthony Bell. Yes, dude. Chance to play. play. I'm done. People that want people that people that have something to play for, really. You know, like someone that's going to go out there and ball out because, like, this could be his only chance to prove that he belongs in the league. And that's the Anthony Bell. And I'm telling you, dude, that, that that guy, I know we've we got the luxury of talking to him. He wants to be out there and playing, dude. He's one of those mm-hmm. kids. He's from, from a small town in Georgia, dude. Like he wants to play and he he has something to play for. So give these kind of people a chance. Like I know LeCount didn't work out, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I heard LeCount's actually really hard to coach. Uh I don't know how true it is, but no, it's true. This? It's yeah. true. I think that goes back to his time in Georgia too, if I'm not mistaken. But it does. He's but, been yeah. nice year. I mean, play the Anthony man. Bell. Get rid of Ronnie Harrison. Get rid of John Johnson right now. You know, like even if you're just benching him, but play the Anthony Bell, <sighs> dude. It's just, it's, it's, this is the thing, dude. We keep talking about all these positions, then you really see how like not talented this team really is. You know. Yeah, it's tough. You also tough. just see a lot of times, though, and it's frustrating. It's lack of effort. That's what I wanted to say. It is yeah. just a complete. And John Johnson, for a guy who says that we need we need to show leadership and be a leader and do this, do it, and spend more do time. Doing, yeah. He needs to set an example and actually do it. That I, I've mm-hmm. seen multiple videos where he just makes a business decision not to make a tackle. 
and, and I'm just I'm done with it. Dude. Like, there's and, no and that's, if you're not. Oh, it's just so irritating. But, man. but that's that's another thing. That's another thing. And in the chat, please vent with us because this is what it's going to be like until we can find some way to win again. Like, I Thank don't know you, when Hank that's going to be for joining us yes. on YouTube. Play D'Anthony yes. Bell. There's that's no reason the why. But people are saying we're using John Johnson. We're not using him in his rightful position. You know, like he's, you know, he's supposed to be in the box. He can't make a tackle anyways. He can't make a tackle anyways. So why would you play him in the box? Why would you? Yeah, like, like, I mean, the issue is that he just, he bites like, like if, if the guy's going outside, he like goes inside and like, he just lets the guy run right past him. Like every single time it's happened multiple times this year. And at any time, yeah, it's always in the red zone. It's, it's, unbelievable just how how common it is that he's always the guy out of position and then obviously you have the issue where he's he's now in the locker room being really vocal about um uh, about oh well every people need to take accountability and they need to know how to they need to figure out how to play in the league and uh and, and at the same time it's just like dude remember last year when we heard about all the drama in the locker room I don't know if all of that was Baker. I think some of it was. I think some of it might have been John Johnson, or I'm sorry, employee number 43. That's what I'm going to call him because at this point he's about as as uh, effective as employee 23 was back when he was on our team. So I, I I'm just going to call him employee 43 because I I think employee 43, uh, just I, I don't know if he just doesn't understand his position, if he thinks that he's just way better than everybody else. Which is what because, he thinks. Because he he the way he's acting right now is 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 as if he's like an all pro player when he hasn't been that for the Browns at all. So I I, I just don't know what exactly his his whole idea of, of his role on this team is. He thinks no he he thinks that he is considered a star of this team. He does. He thinks he is one of the main players on this defense and is one of the top safeties in the league. That that's how it is like that's that's what he thinks he is and that's what he's not and, and if he is like show that he's that player like he was in LA when we were so pumped to get him here and since he's gotten here he's been terrible and this year he has just shown he does not have a care in the world he is not gonna make a play if there's a play to be made he's not gonna make it and I and the play against the Ravens really stuck out to me he was near the line of scrimmage Gus Edwards is right there all he has to do is put his arms around him bring him to the ground back and didn't he make literally, literally stopped he literally stopped and then turned around threw his arms up at someone else and pointed the finger like i get it you're, you're this lying is the back well but this is joe woods needs to have uh joe woods when you're a defensive coach man if you see that you gotta take the guy off the field you cannot have that that's setting bad example for other guys they're gonna see that oh he's doing that oh i can get away with that too perfect but then it becomes contagious Oh, good. Uh, so I have a proposition. I don't think anyone on this show would even agree with me. What's here? AJ Green, put him in safety. How do you feel? Can't be worse than what we have. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's better. That's better answer than what I expected. Dude, I, I, I'm being for real. Like at this point, it's not going to get worse. Like I, I think AJ Green would at least try to make a tackle. Right now, I'd start the Anthony Bell at safety. Nah, you know what I would do? I would start Anthony Bell at safety at fr- at uh, free safety. That's what he's played. You're gonna go out on a limb on this one here. I know you guys are gonna disagree with this. 
He has experience from his time at Notre Dame. I'd try JOK at strong safety. You can play him close to the line. He was known so just, as being pretty. We just have no depth at linebacker either, though. That's the thing. But that, that that's the that I know that is the problem. But I'm saying you could still could kind of play him in the JOK, box a little bit. JOK was a guy that at Notre Dame we talked about when we drafted him. He's a versatile player. You can move him all around. You could have him play that strong safety hybrid role. Bring him near the line. Bring him back. There's multiple yeah. things you can do with him that Joe Woods again is not doing. He's just having him be a linebacker. Like, yeah. dude, use an athlete. You have an athlete, and this is why the Cardinals are finally on defense are starting to look a little bit better. There's because they're not the same player. But Isaiah Simmons coming out of Clemson was a very similar player to mm-hmm. JOK, and you're starting to see him mm-hmm. get better in the NFL. The Browns not say the Browns. Joe Woods, because he's the defensive coordinator, needs to use JOK in that free-roaming way and let JOK go and make the plays. Because there are plays to be made and JOK can make them, but you have to move the guy around. You can't just make him stationary. That was the biggest thing with him coming out of Notre Dame. You have to have a plan for him, and he will succeed in the NFL. Like, you have to let him do his thing. You have to have a plan for him to do his thing. If you don't, he's just going to be a mediocre football player. That was the biggest knock on him because he's a smaller guy. So it's just yeah, it, and it's tough because like he's one of those players that I had high hopes for, and compared to the rest of our defense, he really is not bad. You know, he he exactly he plays with heart. He flies around the field, but they're making him so one dimensional. Joe Woods is making him so one dimensional as just just a base linebacker, basically. That it just everyone on this defense is just regressing, dude. Like it's just it's really hard to watch. Ran yeah. cardboard. I get what you're saying there. I, I get it. Go back and watch his highlights at Notre Dame. If you watch them, I'm saying this because they moved him everywhere. He lined up at the end. He lined up at linebacker. He lined up in the. He lined up as a slot corner. He lined up as safety. They moved him everywhere. As just an amazing athlete, I'm telling you, a good defensive coordinator when he has athletes, they move them around. Joe Woods. He finally started doing it against the Patriots. Yeah, we got crushed, but he moved Miles Garrett around. You gotta move your athletes around. You have to do that. That's what a good defensive coordinator does. And Joe Woods is not doing that. And we're wasting JOK's talent. We are. Let him do his thing. Don't make him one dimensional. But oh, I wish I had the answers for us. I have no answers. I- I'm just here, so I don't <laughs> get fined. <laughs> you know why I'm here? Uh, Mar- Mar- Marshawn Lynch. Uh, but of course, before yeah, you want yeah, random cardboard. Check out his college. I'm check it out, man. There's a reason he was a he was a first round talent that slipped to the yeah. second round. I promise you. Just don't get excited because, but then it'll also piss you off because you see that we're not using him that way. So you'll feel a little bit. We're not but, really using a lot of players to our strengths on defense, though, at all. Also correct. I agree with that. Like we've mentioned many times. But I'm telling you, man, you have, an, you have an athlete that could really be one of the best overall athletes in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, and you're not using him that way. And he would make this defense a lot better if he was used properly. But I think that's a reason why on Sunday you saw the defense at least not look as bad as they have because JOK was spying Lamar and did mm. a fantastic job, which yeah. is a role yeah. he can play. So. Before we move on, though, and preview, do a brief preview of the Browns and Bengals, do you want to take a second here <clears throat> to have a word 
from our What's up, guys? We've been talking about homage for a really long time, but I can't get across how comfortable the products are. Like, this is literally the softest hoodie that you'll ever have. And it's not just about, you know, comfort when it comes to the style. It's it's effective as well. It keeps you warm. I mean, look, this thing is not... It's all vintage looking, but it's looked like this. I've owned this thing for five years. So you got Ohio State, you got the Browns, you got the Cavs, you got the Guardians. They've got everything to have you covered all year long for all your Cleveland sports. I know the Victory Monday thing's a little uh, brutal this year, but but you know we got all kinds of awesome designs. You got to check them out. We'll put a link. There's always links in all of our episodes in the descriptions and sometimes in the comments as well. They're the best on the market, man. You need you. you <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore, but. Go over there, check out Amish today. Go Cavs. And as we move throw, on. Huh? Had to throw in the go. <laughs> I agree. Go you, always have, you always have to do that. And guys, as we preview the Browns and Bengals, the Bengals are coming off a win against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that I'm not even going to try and reminisce on that one. But the Bengals beat the Falcons 35-17. Joe Burrow. Was fantastic. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Jamar Chase I mean, is back. <laughs> three touchdowns, 481 through the air. Oh, my goodness. He had a rushing touchdown this game. Joe Burrow was fantastic. Overall, though, the weakness of Cincinnati is their run game. Do you think that on Monday, that at least is more to the Browns' favor? The fact that they are more of a passing team as opposed to a running team? No, they're going to run the ball for like 300 yards. You know, probably pass for 400 on top of it. Yeah, I mean, what did we say? <laughs> I don't. It might have been the exact same thing we we just said, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I think that Joe. The thing is that Joe Mixon has been having a lot of trouble against pretty mediocre rushing teams, uh, rushing defense teams. Like, I'm pretty sure he only is, is averaging like what three and a half yards per carry or something, maybe even less than that. I don't even uh, know if he's averaging that. Let me check that real quick for you. He, Joe Mixon is only averaging, yeah, 3.3 yards a carry. Yeah, 3.3. Wow. He's not, he hasn't been doing that well this year. Um, I don't know if that's just because their offensive line hasn't really improved that much. Like, over, uh, I think a lot of people thought it was going to improve a lot more. They invested a decent amount into it, but mm-hmm. it, it's still pretty average. And, Joe Mixon just doesn't really seem to be able to to really hit those gaps. Now, do I think that the Browns will probably give him some gaps that he can hit? Probably, but uh, I I think that will that that their rushing game isn't really going to be what be what, what beats you in this game. I I think it's going to probably be their passing game because they just have too many offensive weapons in the passing game that I just don't know if the Browns can really keep up with it. To be perfectly honest, a scenario. See to me. The Bengals, and this is going to this this ruffles feathers when you say it about the Bengals fans always like say, well, we made it to the Super Bowl, so on and so forth. Zach Taylor is not a good coach. Systematically, he really isn't. He's not a great play caller. He has Joe Burrow. He has Jamar Chase. He has T. Higgins. He's got playmakers everywhere that make him look very good. But Zach Taylor is not a great play caller. He really isn't. He has Joe Burrow, which makes him look really good. That's what I'll say about Zach Taylor. Like, and, if, and they still get exposed. You know, they still get they saw their moments where they get exposed. Oh yeah, and then you see how bad of a coach Zach Taylor really is. 
I mean, when you talk about this passing game, it begins and ends with Burrow and Chase. I, I would make the argument, and I think we can all agree, as much as it pains us to actually say this, they are probably one of the best duos in the NFL, as expected. I mean, that chemistry translated right over from college. And yeah. I was one of those people that was like, you guys are really going to draft a wide receiver this high over a franchise offensive tackle for your franchise quarterback. They did it, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> it was, it's was. it been a fantastic, fantastic draft pick for him so far. But, I mean, in this game, the Browns might not have Denzel Ward. And, again, we can say what we want about Denzel Ward. Jamar Chase was shut down by the Browns last year. And a big part of that was Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. If we get Denzel Ward back, do you – again, he hasn't played great this year. Do you guys think that's a huge boost for this defense, or what are your guys' thoughts on that? At this point, I don't know. I really don't. Like, I, I would – I would like to say yes just because of, like, all, like, the preseason talk that they had, you know, when they all went on shows and said stuff about each other and whatnot. But, you know, Denzel Ward posted on his Instagram story the highlight of him doing that, like, 100-yard pick six. But – it's just this defense in general, but especially the secondary just hasn't given me any hope to think that, oh, they can shut down Jamar Chase now. They can shut down T. Higgins, Boyd, whatever it may be on their offensive side. I I just don't have any hope. I don't think that we can really pressure Joe Burrow. Like, I, I don't know, man. I really don't. Like, I, I'm definitely intrigued with Greg Newsom possibly having to cover uh, Chase and then Martin Emerson too because Martin Emerson is having – Having a sl- a sleeper type of good season on on defense as a rookie. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely surprised me. Like not not that I didn't think he was going to be good. It's just that he's able to step into this role this early and play pretty well. Mm-hmm. He stepped in for Greedy Williams. So Jack, what are your overall thoughts? If you have Denzel Ward. Does that improve your chances of winning Monday night? Are you with Zach? Do you really not know? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because remember, he did play really – again, this was last year. He shut down Jamar Chase, though, in the matchups that we had against the Bengals. You know, I think I think it, it would be good to have him back. I think that he does kind of have a sort of – especially after, over, in the offseason when the Bengals were talking crap about, about him and – really giving him a hard time about like whether or not he's really like a good cornerback or not. I think that he does have a kind of a vendetta, especially against those guys, like with the Bengals. Uh, I think that if you bring him back and if you put him in the same kind of, you know, man, if you put a man on man with Jamar Chase and if he's healthy, I think that he can give Jamar Chase fits. I mean, we saw it last year. Really just kind of took Jamar out of the game. And I think that he can do it again. I think you just have to you have to trust to put him in that situation. You have to say we're putting you one on one with Jamar Chase. Do your job. Just take him out of the game. And I and you know I think that obviously he's struggled a lot this year. And obviously he's, he he'll be coming off injury if he does come back. Uh, but I you know I don't think it it would be a bad thing to, to just put put Denzel out there, see see what he can do, and hope that it you know turns out the way that it turned out last year. Yeah. I, I, I would do – I'd put him on an island with Jamar Chase. After what he did last year, I have the confidence if there's a game that's going to turn his season around, it would be against Jamar Chase. I would absolutely put him out there one-on-one. And Greg Newsom too. I mean, 
I'll say this. I even feel comfortable putting Greg Newsom out there one-on-one. Or I want to see it. I think we all want to see that. That would yeah. be a lot of fun. So, I think either way, getting Denzel Ward would be huge. Clowney, you, you've really – I he's still not – Stefanski pretty much said he's still not 100%. Uh, you, I hope you can get Clowney as close to 100% as possible. I think not playing until Monday really helps with that as far as giving him a little bit extra rest, but it's so tough right now. It really – I mean, you're in a situation where – if Clowney's not on the field a lot, you have Isaiah Thomas, Alex Wright, who Alex Wright made a play um, on Sunday but still hasn't done too well. Isaiah Thomas has been a little bit of a surprise. I mean, 23 total snaps against the Ravens, but a 77.8 grade, which was the second highest grade on the defense. It was a huge improvement. So I think you'll take that. You need somebody to step up here. I, I don't yeah. know. I, other than that, man, it can't just be Miles. And – we talk about Miles Garrett a lot. A lot of people like to say that he doesn't make plays when we need to, so on and so forth. Dude, the guy's double and triple teamed all the time. Like, he's battling he still makes a injury. difference, and he still makes a huge difference. Exactly. That That's where I'm at. Like, And I get that, well, Aaron Donald makes all these plays when he's – okay, well, they play two different positions, and Aaron Donald, I believe, is bigger than Miles Garrett. But – it's just the idea. Like, you can't expect Miles to make a play every single time the quarterback drops back or someone gets a handoff. It's just not how it goes. He just needs help. And so far, he has not gotten it to this point. So, it's tough, man. It, um, it is tough. It is tough because, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like another year. It's not another one of those years where it's like these are like the prime years of Miles. Prime, you know, like <sighs> – it's like I don't even know what to say anymore, dude. It's, it's it's really tough to just go like even as fans to watch it. I can only imagine how players like Miles feel when it, this is these are his contract years, dude. These are the years that you're supposed to compete. These go, uh, go to the playoffs, play for Super Bowls and stuff, and that's why he extended here. He had faith, so it's tough. I hope he gets help soon, and I I, I just want to see this whole defense just make a quick turnaround. But I've had no hope to see that so far. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we move on, and we are going to make our picks for this week presented by Underdog Fantasy. How did everyone do last week? I did awful, man. All my picks sucked, dude. (laughs) Jeez, I only got I only got one win, man. Yes, because the because the Bears came out and made the the Patriots look like fools. The Seahawks somehow were able to come out and just absolutely trounce the Chargers. And How about then, that team, dude? Huh? I know. That is crazy dude. to me. Gino for MVP. Kenneth Walker dude. is a monster, man. Dude, this whole team, this whole Seahawks team, bro. It's crazy. Losing DK Metcalf. Losing DK Metcalf sucks. Though. That sucks. Yeah. But I mean that that team is a surprise to just how how well they're able to uh just mesh together Gino somehow I, I swear look I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I'm but there is a chance that Gino Smith and uh Russell Wilson switched bodies during before the trade I that's all I'm saying I'm just saying that there's a chance that Gino Smith and Russell Wilson switched bodies because Gino Smith has been looking about as good as Russell Wilson did back when he was in in Seattle, because I so mean, you're, he's, so you're Gino, telling me there's a chance. I'm t- there's a chance. There is a Gino, chance. Gino is looking like he's just throwing dimes too. Like, I he's, know he's. It's crazy. 
I never thought he'd be the backup quarterback on my fantasy football team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, Jack, I went, how, how'd you do this week? Uh, I went one and three. Hmm. So what's that record right now? So I'm 16 and 12. Mm, I went three and one, and I am also 16 and 12. Let's oh. go. All right. And I went four told and you. Oh. told you I'd catch up to you. Oh, my God. And I'm four and oh, and I am 27 and one. 27 and one. Yeah, 27 one. No, he's yeah, not. Oh. He, he, dude, oh, he had a tire, remember? You forget about Yeah, the, the 27 and one. Oh, 20, oh. oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, not 27, my bad. Okay. No, the 27 and the freaking tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I the, got you, I got you, I got you. Whatever right. tie. All right. Does everyone have Does everyone have the games pulled up? Uh, hold on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll pull them up. Okay. Uh, for, for, for the first one, the most obvious one, Browns and Bengals on Monday Night Football. Who do you guys got? Well, Jack, we'll have you go first because we know who you're picking. Do you? You might be surprised. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I will. Yeah, you know, guys, every week I come out here and I try to be positive. And I really do. Because I really, you know, in, in my core, I do think that the Browns can win every game. And, you know, I, they, they have had a shot to win every game. And it sucks because this week I'm not going to choose who you expect. I'm going to. Yeah, you thought I was going to choose the Bengals. No, the Browns are going to win this game. I don't care that. That David Njoku is hurt. I don't care. It doesn't matter because you know what we have. We have Nick Chubb. I think Denzel Ward's coming back, and he's going to shut down Jamar Chase. I think that our edge rushers are still going to be able to take out that that absolute Rackshaw uh, offensive line that that the Bengals have. And I think the Browns are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it twenty-eight to twenty-three. All touchdowns, no field goals. <laughs> All right, that's right. By the way, your pick wasn't shocking me. That's it would have shocked me if you didn't pick the Browns. Yeah. All right, Zach. Ugh, this one's so tough for me, dude. God, because I mean, for real though, like we have had the Bengals number. You know, Stefanski can out coach Zach Taylor. Like, but this defense has given me zero hope. Bengals offense is starting to get hot. Like now, now they're starting to really pick it up. Our offense is outside of Mark Cooper now is very in Nick Chubb, obviously, but outside of those two, it's really uh bland. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, I got the Browns 24 Bengals 36. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm right there with you. I, I, I would love to be positive, but I root for this team, which makes it impossible. So, I just don't – again, I just don't see us winning. And I see the Boo Birds being out early on Monday night. I think mid-third quarter. Um, I think the Bengals are going to win this Josh game. Josh Dobbs season? You think it's Josh Dobbs season, dude? Huh? You think it's Josh Dobbs season, Boo type? Or do you think it's I just I, I don't, part I don't of the think, entire staff? I don't think, I don't think he's going to put in Dobbs. I don't. No, I, I don't think he. I don't think he will at all, unless Jacoby gets injured. And it I bothers me because I think. Yeah. See, because people talk about you obviously don't want to make a change unless you that's who you're going to go with, but many times you do a change to also give your team a like give you a boost, mm-hmm. like give give you a spark. Dobbs can provide that. He's not going to be Brissett and be able to drop back 30, 40 times, but he he's mobile. 
he's going to add another dimension to the offense if they go that route. But I think the Bengals are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be 42-24. I, I think it's going to be bad. I, I, I just – I'm not confident. And then I see Joe Woods fired during the bye week. I think if we didn't talk about it, special teams looks bad again. Mike Prefer might be fired during the bye week. I he think should there are, be. There are changes coming during the bye week. I think even if we win – there will be changes. I think they've Absolutely. been waiting for them. Mm-hmm. So that's – I think the Bengals, unfortunately. That's where I'm at. And it pains me. I, I just – I have no confidence right now, man. It, it's hard. Like I said, it's so hard to have confidence in a team that gives you no reason to have confidence in them. And and, and, and it sucks the most is because, I mean, one, obviously that puts you at two and six. Two, then you got the next three game after the bye week gauntlet of Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers before Watson comes back. So you might be looking at two and nine before Watson. Mm-hmm. Even well, understand. Realistically, you might. You might. This is how I see it. Right? I have to maintain positivity for this game because I genuinely believe that if we lose this game, like right now, the season's on the brink. Like if we, we're already in the possibly the worst spot we can be. We're not in last place somehow, but we're basically there. But if we lose this game, I think that there is genuinely no get back on track later on in the season because you might need to win the division to get into the playoffs just based on how our record is right now and how a couple of teams are in the AFC already. And if you're already down to the Ravens and the Bengals in terms of, of you know, interdivision le- records – you're in a really bad spot. So it's it, it like this really is kind of like do or die. Like you need to win this game. And if you don't, this season might just be completely lost. Like it's, it's, I almost think it's already lost. completely. No, lost, it's not man. almost lost. I'm talking statistics. I'm not talking. I'm not talking emotion. I'm talking. Statistics. He's talking analytics, Tyler. He's I'm talking analytically, analytically yeah. speaking that the, the season is not lost yet. Now, yet. Now, Monday I we, night. I think we have a 6% chance, a chance to make the playoffs. There's a chance. And hey, look. Big Trotter for being depressing every day. And look, Leaflog put out a put out a stat that teams that started out 2 and 5, there's like 144 of them and two seven of them made the playoffs. So there's a chance. It's not 0%, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. We're good. Okay. Okay. We, we can make it. We can make All it. All right. As we move on and we're making our picks, Jack, what is your first pick for this week? Okay, guys. I'm hopping on the PJ Walker train. I'm taking the Panthers over the Falcons. I think that PJ Walker and the and the two-headed giant are gonna beat the Falcons. So this two-headed means he's gonna go out and throw three picks, right? I would you know, I wouldn't put it past he's, him. You know, here's here's the thing about the PJ Walker, bro. That I like him, man. That dude's a baller, bro. I'm messing with Jack. And and the Panthers went out and they traded. Didn't they trade picks for all three quarterbacks? Baker, Darnold, and um, uh, Corral, right? You uh, are uh, Corral. I do not believe. Well, Corral, Maybe they did. Either uh, yeah, way, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but e- either way, yeah, they they were yeah. All utilize that, and then the guy on their roster that can actually throw the ball to their wide receiver one and pull out wins is PJ Walker, who was yeah. technically their. Fourth string quarterback? Come on, dude. Come on, Panthers. What are you doing, Panthers? Look, God. man, it's the Matt Rule effect. <laughs> Nothing makes no, sense. It, it's it's a bad organization effect. And I know we you know it's a Steve Wilkes effect. ironic. 
Iron. It's Steve Wilkes. Exactly. You know that actually is what it is. It's Steve Wilkes. <laughs> Zach, you're up. By the way, man. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, give me the. I might seem a little. Give me the Vikings over the Cardinals. Vikings over the Cardinals. You believe in Kirk Cousins? I believe in that coach for the Vikings. I think he's borderline coach of the year right now, other than DeBall. So, DeBall, whatever. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one, actually. Mm. Also, you Nick got Sirianni. Think, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, you got, dude. Sirianni yeah. Yeah, there, dude. Man, because they're undefeated. Dog mentality. Dog mentality, dude. You know. Yeah. All right. Let's see. My first game. Who am I going to go with? I'm so tempted to pick the Bears, but you're going against that Cowboys defense in Dallas. Hey, well, we said that about the Patriots. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. It is tempting, though. Um, okay, you picked the Vikings. Raiders, Saints. Man, some of these matchups are just... How long does... How long does uh, what's his face from the Cardinals have head coach? Uh, come on, dude. Kingsbury? When's that by yeah. I mean... I think he has till the end of the year, personally. I don't think him. If they don't, if they don't make the playoffs, or if they get bounced in the first round, he's gone. Yeah, I agree. And then he'll get hired by some college program. Is what I see happening with him personally. Okay, let's go with, dude. I'm really gonna take a risk with this. I and I don't. I'm not confident in it. But you know what? Let's have some fun. I'm going with the Sam. Ellinger led Colts. I like that. Washington Commanders. I'm doing it. But do you see? Because I'm sorry, Matt Ryan's not really injured. Okay, I don't. No one can tell me he is. Do you see? That's the point you just made. Sometimes you make a switch to give your team a boost. The Colts are three and three and one. They they still got a little bit of hope. So what do they do? Let's bring in the young buck. Let's have him go, dude. He can make. He's he's gonna be able to make plays on his feet, dude. He's gonna bring a little different energy level. Kind of like the Zappy effect in New England. I like that pick, dude. I I, I agree you. with that. Yeah, I appreciate. I usually, it. I usually don't right. agree with you, Tyler, but I like that one, dude. This is true. This is true. I'll take it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what do you got? You know, dude. This is not only just fantasy win. I'm taking the the Bills over the Packers. Yeah, tough one for you. That was a tough one, man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Muscle pick in that game. I did. It hurt. It hurt having to do that. Aaron Rodgers saying, "Yeah, they don't have good players on his football team, dude." That he's funny, man. I I I love him. He's so funny. Kind of a jackass, dude. That's what he is. (laughs) Also very correct. Anyway, yeah, he is. He is. But that's why he's a jackass. Yeah, he's not wrong. Dude, like immediately going to Pat McAfee's show and saying some of your guys need benched. And dude, <laughs> I'm so you know what? I get we have two wins, but at least we don't have him as our quarterback right now, losing games and throwing just everybody under the bus. Yeah, yeah I think I think he's just done after this year, regardless, dude. Dude, I just think he doesn't care anymore. No, That's what I it tells he, me. He goes on McAfee every week. This dude don't every care. Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers yeah. Tuesdays. I love him. All right. Okay. Come on, dude. I, I got to beat Jack. My, right now, my goal is just to beat Jack every week. So, dude, I, could easily go, I could easily go 0 4 this week. I went 1 and 3 the week before. 
I mean, anything could happen here. Ugh. Give me the Raiders over the Saints. And that's in uh, New Orleans. Ooh. Can Josh McDaniels actually get a road win? All right. I have no hope for All that right. game. I just picked it. I'm riding with Jimmy G. Give me the 49ers over the Rams in Los, An- in, uh, Los Angeles. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. Jimmy G, maybe we should have just done it, huh? I don't know how Thank much of a difference it would make at this point, man. Hindsight, I don't know, I don't know. dude. I mean, def- I, it doesn't fix the defense, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's so hard. It's so hard to say that, like, that that move would have made a huge difference now, because it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is going out and lighting it up right now. I mean, he's got well, he's got nine touchdowns, four picks. I guess it's. He's been solid this season. But, I don't know. He's also not played against some great defenses, which helps. Hard to say. Hard to say. I, I I probably still would have done it because, like I told you guys, I was very optimistic that Jacoby could hold it down for 11 games. But but that's also, that's also with us coming in with the mindset that this defense could be top – Five and be average. Yeah, that was, that was a whole that was a whole mistake. But yeah. also, they, yeah, yeah I remember the 49ers, man. They rely on their defense too. And then Jimmy Garoppolo just has a couple weapons that he's able to get the ball to. Here, I, I don't know because at the same time, I also am not fully confident Jimmy Garoppolo can go out there and win me multiple games by himself. So, I would trust him more in Jacoby if, if that's what you're saying. Even though I really. Don't like Garoppolo mm. that much. <laughs> Jimmy G, man. All right, Jack Attack. All yes. right, man. You know, you know, dude. It's it it it's hard for me to do it because I don't I don't know how confident I am in this team, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I'm gonna take the now James Robinson led J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets to take down the Patriots, man. I want to see the Patriots fall as far down in the AFC East as possible, man. The reason the reason I think that's gonna happen is because they keep going with Mac Jones. Don't yeah. tell me why. I don't don't ask me why. But they you keep know going why? with Mac Jones. Because because it was I think that I think a lot of people think it was a bad look for him to put in Bailey Zappi uh in that game when it made no sense to. Like I think a lot of people look down on that, on like doing that to you. Should have just, you should have just started him and told Mac you're on the bench because Bailey Zappi's better than you. That's what I would have said. But uh, now Mac Jones is starting for them on Sunday. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Like, Dick, Dick hey man, kicker. It's Bill. That's what I call it's, him. It's, it's Bill, man. He does whatever he wants and has earned that right. That's <laughs> the truth. He does do whatever he wants. He's earned it. Steven. He just wants to give the ball to Stevenson. Uh, man. You know what? You already picked the Bills, didn't you, Jack? I did. Oh, God. You can pick them too, but I know you want to beat Jack, so. Dude, this this one's going to be tough for me because I don't want to do it, but – I'm gonna pick the Ravens over the Bucks tomorrow night. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't, 
I don't really think the Bucks team is all that great, dude. I think the they Ravens are definitely kind of looking bad right now. I hope you guys are all like really pumped up for another one across the sea, London, Jaguars, uh, Broncos. Uh, give me, give me T. Lawrence in the Jags in London, baby. Let's See, go. I don't think that that's gonna work out for you very Duval well. Duval City, let's ride. That's not gonna work out for you. Dude, that's Jaguars country, bro. That's Jaguars country is London, bro. It's not even about that, dude. He's going up against Russell Wilson, who is doing knee highs or high knees on the plane. Man. All he's going to be all loosened up. He's going to be all loosened up. He's going to be ready to go. He's, dude, he might even throw up for over 200 yards this game. Dude, so what happens if Bradley Chubb gets traded before that game? They're in London. Uh, I don't think he's going to get traded before. It sounds like it's going to be after. When is the deadline? When is the deadline exactly? Tuesday. Oh, Oh. okay. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt might be a healthy scratch, dude. That's crazy. I, 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 If he's not, I'm saying this, if he's not, I will be very surprised. Because at that point, if you have the intention of trading him, you're not going to play him and risk him getting hurt. That's just not – that's not a smart thing to do. I, I wouldn't do that if I were the Browns. But, oh, actually, I'm wrong. My apologies. I'm incorrect. It is on Wednesday. Trade deadline okay. is Wednesday. So. Do you think he's yeah, going to the Rams? Before we out here? My guess, my guess yeah. is the Rams as of right now. They have to get That's rid of Cam Akers, though. So. I'll take Cam Akers for Cream Hunt straight up. That one's tough because I don't think Cam. I, I don't think Cam Akers has the ability once he ruptured that Achilles. It's kind yeah, of shown. No, for sure, he does dude. not look. That's tough for me. I I think the Rams are most likely. The Bills come to mind. The Bills definitely come to mind. If oh, I really hope not the Bills. <laughs> I don't want Kareem Hunt going there, man. Because it was watching one Super Bowl. It was watching one Super Bowl. You know, well, you like know he, what, dude? It, here's the thing: if he goes to the Bills, there would at least be some catharsis because he at least gets to beat Kansas City. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but also, we have to play against him, and he would destroy us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God! I didn't even Crap! Think about I that. did. I didn't think about that. Oh gosh. <laughs> I thought the Jets honestly were a landing spot until they traded for James Robinson. The yeah, Jets were a landing yeah. spot. I think. I think the thing is, is that if they were going to trade him to the Jets, they probably would have like wanted DJ Moore, and I think, or not DJ Moore, Elijah Moore. And I think they were going to be really. I think they're trying to be as secretive as possible about their true intentions on whether they want to trade him or not. Yeah. Uh, outside of the Rams, I'm just trying to think of any team that possibly would come to mind here. Eagles, maybe. Not with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders statistically is like a top five back right now. He's doing good, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, mean, I don't think the Eagles want two running backs. They're on expiring contracts. Yeah, that that's kind of a rough spot to be. But I mean, I guess if they they might just want to go all in this year. I mean, they they just traded to, for um Robert Quinn. Yeah, Robert, Robert Quinn, Quinn. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, they they might just be trying to go all in this year. I mean, they're they're already six and zero. They basically locked in a playoff spot. Uh, considering their division. So, I mean, 
I, you know, actually, yeah. I mean, Cardinals I, come to mind as a possible team. That that yeah. that could be a that, that there could be a chance there just because they, you know, have been having such bad injury luck at the running back position. Yeah, even though I like those young backs, I like Eno Benjamin uh, and Keontae Ingram. Yeah, Eno's really so, really nice. But yeah, I mean, either way, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kareem Hunt. I think ultimately, I think we can all agree he might have played his last game in Cleveland. We'll see what happens with all that, but. I want to thank everyone that tuned into this episode of the Faithful Dogs Podcast. Just a reminder, if you guys aren't already and you are following us on YouTube or watching the show on YouTube, just take a second to subscribe to the channel. It is free for it's free for you to do. It's not like when we were on Twitch and it costs per month. Um, with YouTube, it is free. And once you subscribe to the channel, you're entered into exclusive giveaways that we will have all season long throughout the channel that are only available to our YouTube subscribers and just take a second to please like the video. We really would appreciate that. Um, and you're not just supporting our show. You're supporting all the shows at Network 216. So please be sure to do that. And just a reminder, tonight with the with the Cleveland Guardians officially eliminated from playoff contention, the dog chug is back at 10 o'clock Eastern time tonight right here on the YouTube channel. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. This has been the Faithful Dogs Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. And go Browns. Wow, Jack.